Welcome to Use and the Views and the Views Podcast. My name is Scott. This is episode number 25. First things first, Happy New Year. Hope you all had a great Christmas and also a safe New Year's Eve. And welcome to 2019. This week, I'm going to be chatting with my wife about her musical influences, tastes, and her school career in band, plus her experiences with singing in school choir and school and church choirs. My goodness. Yep, we're off to a great year this year. I can already tell. Um, but before we do, I do, even though this isn't music-related, um, do you want to hit kind of a somber, not, somber note? WWE legend in 2006 class of the WWE Hall of Fame member Mean Gene Okerlund passed away on January 2nd. Gene interviewed wrestlers during his World Wrestling Federation or WWF and World or World Championship Wrestling WCW and WWE, which is what used to be the WWF but now stands for World Wrestling Entertainment during his career. One of my favorite interviews Gene did was with the Iron Sheik, who we called Gene, and I quote, Gene Mean, end quote. This always made me laugh as a young man. Gene shaped what would become the way wrestlers are interviewed today in the wrestling business. In the words of WWE's own Undertaker, and I quote, rest in peace, end quote, Mean Gene. Now let's move on to This Day in Music, and today is January 4th, 2019. And on this day in 1969, Jimi Hendrix is banned from the BBC after going off script when when he and his band, the Jimi Hendrix Experience, appeared on the show happening for Lulu, hosted by by the To Serve With Love senior Lulu. Also in 1979, on this day, due to renewed interest in the Beatles, the Star Club in Hamburg, Germany, reopens to the public. The club had been an important stepping stone for the band as they played a residency there early on. And that's this day in music, January 4th, 2019. Now my plans for for this podcast going into this year. This is pretty much... One of the things I want to start this year, I want to do some interview episodes. Um, I'm going to eventually get my, one of my good friends who uh, lives in the, um, in the LA area, um, who's got some great stuff going on with his uh, new band. I believe it's called A Suffocating Lie. If not, he'll let me know. But I do want to, want to eventually bring on, get Rich Thomas on here to not only talk about his influences and, and, his early careers and career in music, but also talk about his all his d- different bands um, from the Suffering, which will actually coincide with me uh, doing that album um, for that. Kind of, I guess it's kind of an EP. Actually, it's more of an EP. Um, but also his last band, uh, Recreate. Um, also, an acoustic album he EP he released called. Uh, a suffocating live, which is kind of interesting, and then uh, now his new band, and so I definitely want to get Rich on here and and do an interview with him. Plus, it'd be great talking with him. Also, got some plans with uh, 
those of you who are Star Wars fans and if you do listen to the All Things Star Wars podcast, I'm going to be hooking up with uh, Jason Roskin here sometime later this later on this year. And we're going to have a few uh, shows planned with him. One will be uh, going over uh, Sir Mix-A-Lot, um, mainly like a top five or top ten songs that we like from, that each of us like from that, from the uh, Sir, Sir Mix-A-Lot. By Sir Mix-A-Lot, my goodness, I am off. 2019 is going to be great, obviously. Um, and then also bring him back to do a, uh, hopefully close to around WrestleMania, close to the WrestleMania time period of, doing our top five or top ten uh, WWE, WWE, WCW, WWF entrance themes. Also, um, eventually get him and also uh, Dave on from Alting Star Wars together so we can do Pet Sounds um, album by the Beach Boys at some point this year. Um, and again, I'll like I'm going to be doing today, I'm going to be interviewing my wife today. She's actually going to be joining us on more interviews or more episodes on different albums. She only did one one episode last year, which we'll talk about when when we when I do have the interview with her. Um, and you know, just going to kind of keep going. Um, one thing I I really want to shoot out there: if you hear new bands. A new artists or new albums or what or stuff that maybe I haven't heard, you know, shoot me a message on Twitter, DM me, uh, send me an email, you know, or you can even message on an Instagram post and uh, just let me know, you know, let me know what you're listening to. And if I haven't looked into it or listened to it, or maybe I have and just didn't think about it, but got a lot of great plans. Like next week is going to be great because we're actually going to go. Double episode next week uh, with a couple of country artists that were just introduced to me um, while I was away with the um, birth of my granddaughter. And, uh, you know, and so I'll have an opportunity for me to listen to a couple of new, new artists that I have never heard. Um, and, and other than that, you know, it was a great time away for myself. Uh, got this. Got to see um, my grand, got to see my grandson. Got to see my son. Got to see my daughter. Also got to see my and hold my great my my grand my granddaughter. Um, all of them are doing well. Granddaughter's been released. She's doing well at home. And uh, here's to a great 2019. And to start off 2019 with a bang. Here's my wife, Kimberly. Welcome to the show. Thank you. It's been a while since you've been on the show. Yes, it actually has. Well, well, the only episode you did was uh, the Harry Truman one, right? Yes. Like what, episode four, wasn't it? Uh, Yeah, it was episode four. (laughs) Sorry. (laughs) That's okay. But we're going to get you involved a little bit more this year. Okay. You know, definitely got some more episodes. Um, I know we we talked about a lot while you were, while I was away. But let, before we get into those, let's before we get into doing the episode last year and then get into what we some stuff we might where where we might bring you on this next year. Let's go ahead and um, 
let's just start this off with, you know, I mean, first of all, we've been married for four and a half years. Yes. Um, now, your musical influences, like, what what music did your parents listen to that influenced your musical tastes or it started your musical? Well, my parents actually liked two different genres of music. So mom played all of the oldies, the 50s, 60s music. And dad played a lot of the country, like Johnny Cash and Loretta Lynn, just to name a few. So, so the old school kind of, you know, well, kind of old, not like, but not like Hank Williams, Patsy Cline. He did play those too. Did, so, okay. So old school plus in the sixties and stuff. Yeah. Um, Mid sixties. So your mom was into, into like what, what name some bands that she was into or artists. She was into Glenn Campbell. He's kind of country. She was, she also listened to a lot of the. Fourth, four seasons, I think. Four seasons. Yeah, I also had an aunt too that listened to Elvis, so I got introduced <laughs> to Elvis through my aunt. Rock and roll. <laughs> so, but mom mainly liked. Um, I'm not sure exactly what bands, but the genre was like the Motown groups. More like the R and B. Yeah, R and B. She listened to. She. The Temptations. Yes, Temptations. Yes, that's the. Those okay. are the ones. So you come along into the into their world in December '74. Yes. Okay. Obviously, you don't remember what the heck. But were they when you like in your earlier remembrances of music? Were they listening to anything like newer, or was it just all the all the stuff they kind of grew up on? It was mainly the stuff that they grew up on. Okay. Um. So you said you had one aunt that wasn't, you had, you had an aunt that was into Elvis. Yes. So you got introduced to rock and roll. Yes, I did. Okay. Um, now, in your childhood, I mean, again, childhood, you know, this obviously up to preteen, up to teen. So what, what were you like, were you starting to get into some of the music that you were, that your friends were into, or, or were you just pretty much stuck with what, what your parents listened to? I was pretty much listening to what my parents listened to. I was going more towards being a country fan. Country fan. So, so you kind of follow more on your dad. Well, I mean, yeah. really, actually, both your parents listened to country. I mean, because you, like you say, Glenn Campbell, I mean, he's definitely one of those, you know, definitely a 70s country, big time 70s country star. Um, not really sure, like, a lot of his 60s country, you know, it was like a lot of his 60s stuff was considered country or whatnot. Um, so, in your teenage years, what, what were you listening to? I was actually listening to more of, well, it was still country, but I also had some friends, and growing up in the family I grew up with, I had, th- I had three brothers, and they were into, like, the rock and roll, 80s rock and roll era, like uh, Great White. Oh, okay, so the 80s hair band. Yeah, Guns with, with, and Roses. They call now the 80s hair band, but it was actually yeah. our hard rock scene. Yes. Great White, Guns and Roses, Poison. Yes, the, act, yes, those were the ones. And in fact, bon Jovi. Yes, those were the ones. And I even had a friend that also introduced me to what is now referred to as the hair bands of the 80s, too. She was into, again, she was into Poison. And 
So I've kind of had a, I guess, kind of a lot of music influence in my life between my family and friends. And then I also did what we call clogging. So there was a lot of musical influence with that too. Okay. And for people who don't know what clogging is, I mean, I'm thinking like clog. I mean, I know what it is because obviously I've, I've, I've been introduced to it um, uh, through you. And um, um, obviously I know what it is, but you, you want to explain to the listeners what the heck clogging is? Because I'm sure they're writing it. If they don't know, they're like. Okay. So what clogging is, is it's a type of tap dance. The only thing difference between a tap dance and a clogging dance is the shoes the tap shoes have one tap on them and it starts on your right foot where a clogging shoe has two taps on both the front and the back and you start on your left foot okay okay and and what kind of songs were you doing i mean what kind of songs were you doing you know clogging to Beach Boys, The Moffats, a lot of country, um, uh, Mike, John Michael Montgomery. Okay, Ooh. so well, John Michael Montgomery more because he, he really became more fame in the nine in the mid nineties. So more of that mid nineties where kind of where the line dancing started coming in. Yes, you know, like boot scoot and boogie era. Yes, that era. So, so when when did you start clogging? I started clogging in 1990. 1990, okay. Which so. was my freshman year in high school. Yeah, 90, 90, August of 90 would have been starting your yeah. freshman year of high school. Yes, that's when I started. I started that September. Right, because you would have finished your freshman year in 91. Yes. And then I just proceeded through the class for the four years I was in 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 high school and then eventually i actually uh was a teacher at one point and the music was the music i was chosen for me again it was along the same era as the as the dances that we did the 90s the 90s country the 90s music that was out at the time now you're you're pretty good at clogging right oh yeah Uh, my my sister and i we actually did duets together, mm-hmm. and every time we did a duet, we ended up coming in first place. And then each of us was on what they call a class team. And the times that we were on the class team, we ended up at least third place, which was really good for the class at the time. Okay. And so on the duet thing, as both of you out there, obviously, um, were you were you and her writing your your own dance moves? I mean, or your your clog moves, or whatever that, whatever that is. You're right. It's called clogging steps. We did one by ourselves, which was to the Beach Boys. I believe it was Surfing USA. The rest of them, we kind of we had help by our teachers, but we were basically the ones that presented the steps to them. They made sure that they would fit the music, and then if they didn't, they would help us improve. Okay, and, and like you were state, like you were, we just kind of go backwards just a little bit. You were, you were stating that um, the differences between like tap dance, you have one tap on tap dance. Where's that, where's that tap at? The taps on the the ball of the foot and also the heel. 
On on wait on, on tap the, dancing on tap dancing on the bottom of the shoe yes okay, so there's two taps there total of two yes where there's a total of four on a clogging four shoe. four on a clogging shoe okay yeah just wanted to make sure we clarified that okay so you started this back in 1990 but before 1990 you uh, what grade were you in when you joined band I was in eighth grade eighth grade when you when you first joined band yes. What made you decide? I'm just curious. What what made you decide to join band? Honestly, when I it was actually when I was in grade school and I was taking music class with one of the music teachers in grade school. She discussed instruments, and so as I got into eighth grade, I was kind of interested in playing an instrument and actually learning how to properly read music. Yeah. And I'm, I'm, I'm just, and the reason why I'm bringing this up is because we, we both went through the same school system. Um, I know in sixth grade, they first took us I, when back, back when I went through. Obviously, I, there's a, about a four-year gap between us in, in that part for schooling because I was pretty much a senior when you were a freshman in 1990. Anyways, um, just to kind of point that out real quick. When I went through sixth grade, they took us over, like, first week of school, they took us over to the um, band room where the band teacher at that time was a weird, weird guy. But uh, they went over pretty much the whole sixth grade class went over together. And those that wanted to join band stayed behind and talked to the teacher, you know, about instruments and stuff. And unfortunately, I jerk <laughs> i'll call him jerk he wouldn't allow sixth graders to play drums which kind of ticked me off because that's actually what i wanted to do because i my i had an uncle who's playing drums and then eventually both my cousins who are a few couple years one's like one or one two year younger about a year younger than me and then my other they both played drums um but i really wanted to play drums but he wouldn't allow it because he had to play an instrument first and then Got seventh grade, I totally kind of spaced it. <laughs> and I stuck with the instrument I chose through high school. All the way through until I graduated, and then now I don't have one, but, you know, whatever. Um, anyways, just so everybody knows, I played trumpet back in, in band. So I'm just curious, what happened to you guys in sixth grade? I mean, were they offering? Did they take you guys over and offer band? Or was it something that just wasn't available to you? To the Best of my remembrance, I believe it wasn't offered until eighth grade. I don't totally recall, though. Okay. No, no I'm problem. sorry. No, you're fine. All right. And what instruments did you choose to play? It was okay. Like, well, actually, before you went, before you answer that, let's rewind just a little bit. And when you went to go join band, did you have an instrument you wanted to play? Or were... Or were you just kind of going, you know, I just want to join. I just want to go over and check it out and see what I want to do. I actually had two instruments in mind. Okay. And what the, what were they? The flute and the clarinet. Flute and clarinet. I hated first year clarinets. Well, what did you end up choosing? I ended up choosing the flute. Why was that? I just found that it was easier for me to play the flute than it was the clarinet. And I and once I learn once I started to learn how to play the flute, I like the sound of it. Okay. 
and obviously, and did you do the flute all the way through? I did. Oh, so you all the way through your high school and stuff? Yes, I did. Okay. And um, did you, well, I mean, so obviously you played in pet band. Yes, I did. Did all four years? I did. Okay. Um, obviously, with this being a small town, everyone in band, unless you were a varsity football player, you had to march. <laughs> yes, I had to march. <laughs> you can't even get it. You can, just so you know, we, even in junior varsity, we can't get out of it. Oh, my goodness. Right. I mean, I learned, well, no, I know. I did march my junior year, my junior, junior year, because of the fact that the varsity football team wasn't going to be in a float. Senior year, obviously, I, I left band for half a year. Um, but that was because of the band teacher. I had enough of that person. And, uh, but I ended up coming back. Um, did you get to participate in honor band at all? No, I never made it to honor band. Um, and obviously we did. Now, I know, like, I know our at least my last year, year there, we did mass band. Did they still continue mass band after like your sophomore, junior, and senior years? Yes, they did, and yeah. I was able to participate in mass band. Mass band was fun. I it mean, was. I, I'll admit, mass band was a blast. And speaking of another person, maybe hope I can get onto. I guess it was me talking about earlier, um, in the early portion of the podcast where I was talking about what I'm planning, some of my plans for 2019 are for this year for this for this uh, uh, podcast is I want, I'm going to also hook up, try to hook up with Chris Calhoun um, or better known as CC sticks in my, <laughs> in my rock band in Southern nights um, back in the day. Yeah. That was a long time ago, but uh, he played drums and I'm a really good drummer. And one mass band we held, they held it over up in Carlin and we got everybody together and, you know, we had what, three or four different schools. I don't remember. Yeah, it was about four. Okay. Well, we had, they had these, all these drummers together, and they're all bragging about how good they were. And Chris pointed out during one of our breaks, <laughs> when we walked off of Carlin's school grounds to go smoke, you know, because obviously you can't, you can't smoke on school grounds. You know, really, we shouldn't have been smoking anyways because we were all underage. But, um, we we uh we uh went and uh we were, we were talking about and he was talking about he could play Red Hot by Motley Crue. Um, now obviously today's day and age, it if it'd be like somebody bragging about that they could play uh one of the revs bass lines or ba- or uh drum lines from you know uh, Event Sevenfold when the rev was still alive, um, and that would be like from you know, like Beast and the Harlot, uh, Backcountry or something like, you know, one of those earlier albums that he was still drumming on. But he said he could play Red Hot and all these all bull crap. You, no, you can't. No, you can't. Okay, well, the problem is you got, it's a dull bass song. And back then we didn't have, you know, nobody had to uh, do double pedal on one bass drum to make get a double bass. So we literally go back into mass band. We... I don't remember who I might have even been Carlin's drummer brought their drum kit over. We put them both together and all of a sudden 
this hat. It was the ugliest looking drum set ever. Because I think at that time, I don't think our school had gotten a brand new one yet that we ended up getting. Maybe we did. And we might actually had the brand new one at this time. I don't remember. I don't think we did. I think it was still the ugly green and white one that was or multicolored <clears throat> drum kit. <laughs> Anyways, they put them together and Chris just bolts out red hot. And it's like, I'm just, I, I'm looking at all these drummers and their mouths are all, you know, their mouths just dropped open. But anyways, mass band was always fun. Now, the mass band that you participated, at least I know you participated with me, was a bad timing for me. Because it was held, um, matter of fact, it was held the week of May 14th, 1991. The reason why I know it, it was actually held the next night, the next day, May 15th, like it was the first day of it. The reason why I remember this day very well, May 14th was the first concert I ever went to. It was Bullet Boys opening for, opening with Slaughter opening with Poison headlining on the Poison Splash and Blood Tour. Slaughter was on their very first album, Stick It To You, and Bullet Boys were on their second album, Freak Show, which hadn't released yet. So Bullet Boys were playing all these new songs off this new album I haven't even heard yet. And I was like, okay, whatever. You know, I, I was, and then they dogged Reno and we were like, gave him pretty much boot him, you know, boot him, whatnot. Slaughter hit the stage. They put on a great show. Poison came out. The cool part about that was it was CC DeVille's birthday, the guitarist for Poison. And he, uh, they uh, had, because David Coverdale of White Snake fame, lead singer of White Snake, lived up in Tahoe. I don't know if he still does now, but he, back then he did. And he was actually working with, and he was working with Jimmy Page of uh, Led Zeppelin fame, and he, uh, him and Jimmy came out on stage after Brett Michaels announced it, and they played a few, uh, a couple songs from Zeppelin, uh, rock and roll, and also uh, Stairway to Heaven. It was a great show. So, ended up staying the night. I know I gotta be back to school. Well, I get back to school in the afternoon when mass band starts. And so I've got my trumpet and I used to, you know, I'm sure you probably remember this. Maybe, maybe not. Well, eighth grade, yeah, I would have been a junior, so you would have definitely remembered this. Um, so you guys were coming over and helping us with pet band anyways. You just give us more numbers. Um, but I used to twirl my trumpet yeah. on a friggin' ring around it. Yes, I do remember that. And so here we are at Mass Band, and I decided to twirl my trumpet, like I always do when I'm not playing. Well, that sucker shot all it, shot off my finger and hit the gymnasium floor and slid across, and I thought, son of a gun. It's not what I said. I didn't say son of a gun. I tell you that right now. I was ticked. One, I hadn't had much sleep. So I go quietly and grab my freaking trumpet, Pull it up to get ready to play. Push down the first valve because I think it was it was a, either an F or something. I don't remember what it was, but I hit that first note. I released that valve, and that valve stayed down. Went, uh oh, this isn't good. So I can't play at that point. Well, I could every time there was an F or you know uh, maybe a D. I think it was. I can't remember all the notes anymore. But uh, yeah, so I had to go find uh, Miss Mrs. Sundahl. And she had to run over to school and pick up a 
loner trumpet from the school. Luckily, I had my mouthpiece, so I could, at least the mouthpiece could be interchanged. Anyway, so I finished off my band career playing a loner trumpet from the school because I screwed up mine, you know, showing off. Showing off always does not do well. Mm, nope. But anyways, um, but I always, I always, I always enjoyed that. It was always fun because you get to be with kids from other schools, and you kind of find out what everybody was. Some, I mean, not everybody's likes, but we're, we're into hard rock and or and heavy metal scene, in like we had. Um, so, anyways, I, this is supposed to be your interview, and I really took it over. And I do apologize for that. That's okay. So, what else? But so, besides doing band, did you do anything else? Musically, yes, I actually did school choir, which I was privileged enough to actually try out for honor choir and make it the four years that I was in high school. Nice, nice, and honor choir that this is probably like honor band where the best of the best, and they bring in a, a conductor usually from some university or some bigger area. Yes, that is what it was, and it was. We're, just real quick, where where they held where they hold those ones at? Those were held in Elko. At the convention Mitch center, center. Nice. yeah. Same place where Honor Band was held. Yeah, nice. Well, that's cool. You get to, so so instead of doing it with band, you got to do it with, uh, with uh, with choir instead. That's cool. Yes. Now, did you do any choir scene before that? I did actually for my church. Well, I should say our church. Right, right. You're you're part of the Church of Jesus Christ of Latter-day Saints. Saints. At the age of 12, we were actually asked to sing in the ward choir. So from about the age of 12 on, I was singing in the ward choir. Okay. And then at school, when I actually was singing with the school choir, there there was a few times that I did do a solo. So I... Not only sung with the group, but I did also do a solo. Well, so right there, that just proves that you're a good singer because bad singers do not get selected for honor choir. That's true. So, just saying, just just pointing out. So, and then after you graduated high school, did you continue on with uh, choir singing in the church? I did up until the up until some of our churches didn't have the ward choir at the okay. time. Cool, cool, cool. Now, I'm just curious. I mean, this is probably the million-dollar question for most um, members of the Church of Jesus Christ of Latter-day Saints, especially since they sang choir. You ever thought about trying out for the, uh, well, now, it used to be called the Mormon Tabernacle Choir, but now it's called the Choir at Temple Square. Yes. I can't get used to that. Yeah. Sorry. Yes, I actually was considering at one time when I did live in Salt Lake to go and try out for it. I just never did. <laughs> never did. Uh-huh. They, they tried it. So what's now, obviously you came on the show last, last year with me. I want to see what episode number it was. I don't remember. <laughs> But it was the Harry Truman one, part two of the Mount St. Helens was around right after May 18th. Because May 18th was the Mount St. Helens one, which was probably my first podcast without doing anything about music, which was my first one. Um, then 
pound a record. But this is going to talk about the song. That's all I was going to do on that one episode. That was when we find this record. But I wasn't going to be here in time. Um, we got it here for that next week or before that next week. And me and you sat down and listened to it. And obviously we got your point of view on that. Now, I mean, you were, you were nervous as heck. I remember this. I mean, you, you're, you're so worried about doing it. Um, just so you know, I never got anybody. No one's ever said, no one ever messaged me or said, hey, don't have your wife on ever again. Oh, that's pretty good. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. So, I mean, um, so we're talking, we want to do, you're going to do a few more this year. Yes. And probably actually, I think we look, I think when I finally looked at it, it was like a total, like six weeks. Yes, it was. So far. Yes. And we're pretty much going to put them right in a row. Yeah, we are. It's going to be right, I think it's right around May. It is. I think it's right, right around May or something like that, if it, if it all works out. So, are, are you enjoying coming on and, be, and being doing, part of the sh- doing parts of the show? Yes, I am. Well, that's one. If you could, if you could, let's just kind of put you on the spot here. If you could change one thing, I mean, think about every episode. If you could change one thing about the show, what would you change? I'd actually come on the show a little bit more and be your co-host. Well, I mean, we could change. That could be changed up right now. I mean, if that's something you want to do, we could do that. Oh, that would be fun. <laughs> you want, so you go ahead. You want to go ahead and, and be, my co, be a co-host. Come on here, talk about records and albums and listen to music. Yeah. And the fact that this year we're going to start out, we're going to start listening to some newer stuff. Well, yeah. Not just, not just the stuff. It's funny, when I, when I originally started this podcast, it was going to be all, it's only about the music I own. Then all of a sudden, we started, we started getting all these freaking records from off eBay, plus where we get over at our local Goodwill. Or wherever we found Salvation Army, and now we've amassed over 400 records. Yes, and, and we don't even know how many yet because there's still a bunch of them still sitting on the floor that haven't been entered into the discogs system. That is true, and they're a very it's probably good. It's probably a good, easy another 100 to 200 records sitting there. Yes, of various artists. <laughs> but the cool part is that they're old. They're old ones. Yeah, they are. They're they're, they're you know from. 80s and back they are so i mean i mean what i know i've seen you know i mean just i know i went over this on the last episode um but i mean you know i believe there was journey's first album yes um i know that we've seen at least one ted nugent yes um uh yeah got sammy hagar voa i mean yes i can't drive 55 on that i mean good lord i can't i can't believe that was in there um, plus, uh, Close Encounters. Yes. Uh, John Williams, um, was hoping for a Star Wars, but didn't quite get one, you know, so, but, you know, I mean, I'm all up for it, you know, I mean, if you're wanting to be a co-host, then I guess, uh, I guess I better give you the album that, that, well, now let's, let's talk about this real quick to be a co-host. I mean, cause I'm pretty much from here. To almost a year, almost to the year anniversary of the first episode, I'm planning on doing do- dual episodes. That's fine. T- you know, twice a week. And I didn't say that until just now. So now, now I just let the cat out of the bag. 
so pretty much gonna do is uh try to do a bunch of eps um as a short episode and drop them probably on tuesdays okay so you're gonna be up for that yeah i mean you know i mean you do work yeah i do work i do work monday through friday right so i mean are you gonna i mean even if i can't be on here constantly because of my work schedule you know at least maybe once in a while i'd be well i mean at least we could go at least once the the normal friday episode yeah oh yeah you know do the normal week and i was and i was dropping ep one here and there but then again it could be eps you might want to listen to too so that's true you know i don't know i mean we'll go we'll go ahead and and just let everybody know that it will probably be not constant but i i'm willing to come on when i can you know in between my work schedule and actually help you with your help you with the music because you and i basically have about the same music taste well that and that was actually the next thing i was going to ask you now so pretty much through then you know uh 80s and 90s you pretty much okay now wait a minute yeah, how come you you didn't even mention your favorite band from the eighties? Now, how, and I'm curious how you ever got into them. So why don't you just drop it right now? Who your favorite band in the eighties was? Okay, it was. And me- it's a boy band, just so everybody knows. Yes, he is right. It is a boy band. It is New Kids on the Block, and how I actually got into New Kids on the Block is through the same friend that liked to listen to Poison. She gave me their first album on cassette. And yes, for you that don't know, cassette tapes were the little tapes that you put in players. I think most people listening to this are old enough to remember cassette tapes. Yes, she had a the cassette tape of their first album and pulled me, because we'd usually spend some time together, so she put it in the sounds, put it in the serial that she had. And says, here, listen to this. And I really enjoyed it. So after I got, after I actually got through listening to that, I went home and talked to my parents and started collecting every album they had. Okay. So you, so you got into, okay. So you got into New Kids. So you're into, into the pop. Now, when you say into the music, we're pretty much all into the same. We're pretty much both in the same stuff. Okay. So. What you're saying is, I mean, pretty much, I like everything out there. Mainly the stuff I don't like, and that is been pretty much the newer rap 2000 and on. Well, no, I can't say that because I do like Eminem. <laughs> um, you know what? I can't really say I don't like rap today. You know, but I mean, a lot of it, obviously, there's some rap that probably pushes a lot of lines. But I mean, so, but I mean, I'm just curious, do you like rap? There's some rap artists I do like, okay. yes. Um, how about well, let's talk about pop artists of the eighties, at least the eighties, and that's you know, like Michael Jackson, Cindy Lauper, Madonna, Aha. Um, well they weren't really pop, but anyways, you know what I mean. Yes, I actually uh like those two. The problem I, one thing with Kimberly, I've I've learned something over this even this short four years is the fact that you have a hard time with band names. 
I do. And it's not that you have a hard time with them. It's just that when I say a name, you're like, you give me that look like I don't, you know, I don't recognize that. Then I go play a song off of like uh, Spotify of them. You're like, hey, I know that group. It's like, but it's like, you know, I mean, you don't remember the name of the songs, but you recognize the songs. That is true. I do. And the main reason for that is because a lot of what I listened to, I didn't have any copies of. It was mainly through the radio. So. Okay. Hold it. Hold it. Hold it. Growing up in Battle Mountain, Nevada, and if anybody's listening to this from Battle Mountain, I'm not dogging the town or nothing, but it is a small town. As far as the 80s goes, there was only one radio station, and that was called KWNA. Yes. That we got in town. Yes. That was from Winnemucca, Nevada, and it was nothing but country. Yes, that was one of them. Minus yeah. when they played Elvis Presley. Presley. But. Yeah. And the other one is a lot of, like I said, a lot of the music that I listened to, my parents had copies of, but I never did. Okay. So a lot of it is they would put something on the stereo and play it. And I would remember the rhythm to it and the words, but not the name of the song. Okay. So kind of like stuff I got you. I mean, now, obviously you've been influenced. I mean, is, is there anything that you've listened to because I listened to it that you didn't hear before or... Or is it pretty much just it all falls in the same stuff that your your previous friends have listened to and whatnot? It mainly all falls in the same stuff that my friends listen to or my brothers listen to. The only thing that I listen to that you introduced me to, and this is to the best of my knowledge, is Motley Crue. Because I don't remember if my brothers ever played Motley Crue. You one brother that he liked Motley Crue. So... And he he definitely I know he I think his favorite albums Doctor Feelgood, which unfortunately just like most Metallica fans, old school Metallica fans, we can't stand the Black album. Yeah, mainly because those albums were pretty much what made him go commercial and yes, you know it was it wasn't their fault. I mean, it's not like they sold out, you know, as we call them. You know, just happened to be that's where the music was going um, at the time. Um, well, so you had heard Jim Stafford before? Yes, I actually had. Okay. I was just curious. Um, In fact, the first song I heard by him was Wild Weed Flower. <laughs> wild, you mean Wild Weed Weed? Yes, that was the first one I heard by I him. That song. Um, well, I, yeah, but see, really, t- I mean, it's not that hard. And then this one I'm going to say. Now, there's one band I want you to listen to. Okay. And um, that we're gonna have to do an episode on. Um, I don't have. We'll have to see if we can find on that. Hopefully, Apple Music has it. But I definitely want you to listen to the Stray Cats. Oh, okay. Now they, for me, there's only one. I've only heard mainly one, really one, one song by them, and it was back in the um, early '80s called "She's Sexy and 17. Okay. But I definitely want you to hear Stray Cat, Stray Cats. You've actually heard their senior before. Okay. Um, he was on. He was actually in the movie La Bamba. Oh, with Blue Diamond Phillips. Uh huh. He did. Um, he did the Summertime Blues. So oh, okay. That's yes. Brian Sester. Okay. Okay, and he was. He went on on his own for a while, but he's also lead singer of the Stray Cats. Okay. Um, he does a lot of. I'm not. 
I'm probably going to get shot on this one. But I think it's rockabilly, what they call it, I think. If not, I'll get it corrected on the next, on the next episode. Okay. Because if Ricky listens to this and I hit it wrong, I'm going to be in trouble. <laughs> um, but yeah, I mean, definitely want you to listen to the Stray Cats. Because um, Molly Crew pretty much follows under the lines of, with Poison, Bon Jovi. You know, yes, great white and all them because I mean it's all I mean, it, but I know there's people out there who can't stand Motley Crue. Well, yeah, you know, it's like there's people you know, like Motley Crue fans. Uh, some Motley Crue fans feel that you can't if you like Motley Crue, you can't like Poison. Yeah, and it's like shut up because Poison has some good songs. That's some good music. Just because they're so yeah. glammed out, I mean, I'm sorry. They're I mean, and this is honest truth. My mom when she bought their first album for me on cassette. The look what cat dragging album. She's like, those are a bunch of girls. Like, no, they're men. <laughs> yes. Oh yeah. <laughs> I mean, they had so much makeup on. It was like it wasn't even funny. Yeah, they actually did. Um. So, and then of course you know you're listening to you listen to country your whole life. Yes, I have. So you definitely um, you like all the country. I do. Where I, I've actually had to shut my brain down to actually start accepting today's country. Now, a speaking of new country artists, one that I found while I was gone and informed you about was, and I came upon it, I don't remember how I came upon it, but um, was a girl group called Pistol Annie's. Yes. And it's got, I don't know who the other two girls are, but I know Miranda Lambert's one. Was it, isn't Carrie Underwood part no, of that? No, Carrie Underwood's not part of it. Okay. No, it's just Miranda Lambert. That's okay. the only big name I remember. Okay. I mean, believe me, if Carrie Underwood would be in it, I would remember. So for your birthday, you got a Pistol Annie's record and also Carrie Underwood's new record. Yes, I did. On LP. Yes. So definitely want to, and definitely want to, Got to do those issues. Well, and that's the, and that's, you know, that's another thing. I, see, this is why I love doing these. You know, they said, well, this is what I'm going to do in 2019. Another thing I'm going to try to do too in 2019 is I'm not going to get, um, a, as I was doing like last year, I started going, oh, you know what? Well, if I'm going to do this album, I got to do this album. You know, I got to do their very first album so I can do this stuff in chronological order. But you know what? Screw it. I'm not going to anymore. I'm just going to, if I think of an album, like, you know, I started, like, when I did autograph sign-in, sign-in, please. I think I did that one. Yes, you did. I do remember that, that podcast. But I would love to start with freaking Loud and Clear, their, la- their last major release in the 80s. Okay. Because, I mean, that album there was definitely very commercial. It could, it should have been at the top of the charts. It wasn't? No. No. Oh, okay. And a lot of it had to do with who the, with RCA. RCA oh, okay. did not push that album at all. Oh. Um, matter of fact, RCA didn't push even their second album. Really? Yeah, I mean, it, it was it was too bad on their part because we, uh, Blondes of Black Cars off of that stuff was a really good song. Um, but loud and clear, and, and the fact that, and then what kills me though is that autograph was used in the movie Like Father Like Son. That's true. The you... Concert, the concert that uh, uh, in being Dudley Moore went to. Because he was him and Kirk Cameron are the father and son. Pretty much Freaky Friday, when they f- switch positions, and Kirk Hammett is in the Dudley Moore body, you know, supposed to be the, the father, and now um, the father is in his son's body. 
He's got to go to this concert with his friends. And all of a sudden, it's he like he he doesn't like it because it's just too dark, it's too loud, you know. And they played. I think one of the songs they did was uh, I think it was "Dance All Night." Off, it was off the Loud and Clear album. Oh, okay. So it's like holy crap, you know. But yeah, I mean, it's like it's amazing that you know them or even White Lion. White Lion was used um, in the. Um, movie Money Pit with uh, Tom Hanks and uh, Shelley Duvall. Oh. Shelley Duvall. Yeah, it was Shelley Duvall. Oh, okay. Um, they're the band that when Tom Hanks is, I think, their manager. Yes. He's the one. <laughs> he's the one. But it's your sister. <laughs> he's screaming when they're playing. That's okay. actually White Lion. Oh, okay. But that, before they, but that was before they were signed, where Autograph was already signed. Oh, okay. And on their third album. Uh-huh. And, you know, it's just crazy that, you know, a band like Autograph just got shuffled like that. Well, yeah. Um, now, so, okay, so we get in the 2000s, obviously. Motley Crue, mainly, you get from me. Yeah, you, know, you get that from um, time being spent with me. Um, now, is there any newer bands that you, you like? Yes, there actually is. Okay. The ones that I can remember is the Zach Brown Band. Okay. Well, that's I, country. Yeah. Um, I do like the band Perry, which is also country. Right. Well, actually, no, they just changed. Okay. They went from being country to now pop. Okay. Yes, I like the band Perry, too. As far as other pop and country artists and bands, none of them come to mind right now. Other mm-hmm. than what we mentioned, like Carrie Underwood. I also like, um, I can't remember. Well, here, here's, here's, here's one. This one, this was, this is what reminds me of Poison so much, right? Is here, this band is getting the same type of slap that Poison got back in the day, except for they're bigger than Poison was. And that's Nickelback. Yes, I like Nickelback too. How about Avenged? Yes, I like Avenged Sorry, too. Avenged Sevenfold. Yes, Avenged Sevenfold I do like too. All right, so and yeah, how about Marilyn Manson? You like any Marilyn? Yes, I do like some of his songs too. Okay. Um, yeah, I'm just throwing that out for Rich. I have to, I have to mention Marilyn, and and I know Rich, Rich, he'll throw me stuff. He will throw a lot of stuff to me. Um, if I all of a sudden is like, dude, who should I listen to next? He he'll probably he'll send me a bunch of stuff that he he he's listening to right now probably. Okay. You know, Rich is really good about that. And I know he listens. Yes. You know, so I definitely want to get Rich on here for an interview because I definitely want to do the suffering. Yes, I'd like to hear. I'd like to hear that interview with him. You want to hear the interview? Or you want to be part of that interview? I guess I could be part of it. I wouldn't mind being part of it. Okay. Um. Well, in that case, I mean, you definitely got to listen to the Sufferings album, and also the Suffocating Lie, his acoustic stuff. They did. <sighs> Don't worry, we have it. It's on our iTunes. Okay. As long as it's on <laughs> iTunes, it's fine with me. I'll listen. It's on our iTunes. Okay. It's in our iTunes library. Okay. Um, the only thing I don't have is uh, stuff he did with Recreate, which is the band um, right after he went to California. Um, I've heard bits and pieces of stuff that he released online, um, which, man, it sounded really good. I was, you know, I was, hope, was hopefully, hope, hoping to get, get a CD, but hey. You know, things things didn't work out the way they should. And it doesn't matter, you know. 
Um, but now he's got, again, like I said, he released his acoustic album like a, gosh, I'm going to say one or two years. Well, it had to be, I don't remember. Had, I think it was a year after the suffering because we had just, I just moved, I had just moved to um, Ogden to take a new job. And I remember him talking about it. And so I ordered it, um, paid for it, get the MP3 download so I could, one, help, help him out, you know, so you can get paid for an album and um, give it a listen to. And it's really cool because he, um, and like we'll talk about when we get into the, the Sufferings album, there's a song on the, on the Suffering album called uh, Beautifully Grotesque. And it's got real great, starts out this great piano part by Alan, which was uh, the drummer of the Suffering. And kind of, Kind of cool if you think about it. It's kind of like a Tommy Lee type thing, you know. Oh, okay. And maybe, I, maybe I can get. I mean, because I'm friends with Alan on Facebook, maybe I can give him a shout out and or give him a call or give him you know hooked up with him. See if maybe I can get him on for an episode too. You know, be great to talk to him. I mean, they're not you know quote unquote professional musicians as it would be put out. But you know what? They're musicians anyways. That's right. They are. They're making music. You know, yes, and that's are. all that matters. That is, is, um, and Rich puts out some really great stuff, um, because anyways, on that beautiful grotesque was he did it on the acoustic too. Oh, okay. On the acoustic album, and really gave you two different sides of that song. You know, or I mean, same song, uh-huh. same words and everything. It's just that acoustic. You know, things sound different when they're played acoustic. They do. And you know, I mean, if you go down with what you know, and this is just quoting from, uh. Uh, an old home video I used to have, or a friend had, uh, by Kiss, was Gene and Paul, Gene Simmons and Paul Stanley of Kiss, always quoted saying that they grew up in a world that if it didn't sound good on acoustic, then it was a crappy song. Oh. I don't buy that, mm. but it doesn't matter. I do, I do, I do love, like you know, I mean, uh, mentions a few bands back in from the 80s, you know, Tesla did an unplugged album, you know, and that was really cool listening to them, change everything, you know, take it over to acoustic. Um, Kiss ended up doing that MTV unplugged stuff. Um, and I do love a lot of the unplugged stuff from that back in the day. And I used to still like to see bands do it today because I think it's a really good thing. It you is. Know, it just shows them, and it, it gives their songs a different, a different taste. It does. You know, a different sound. It does. And, um, but yeah, I mean, you know, it'll be great to have Rich on later this year. And again, it'll be great to do some, I mean, obviously, um, you know, I don't know, I guess we could do a, do a three-way, <laughs> three-way. <laughs> but you like Beach Boys, so that'd be great. Get you yes. on doing pet sounds with Dave and Jason from All Things Star Wars. Yes, that, um, that was actually another group that mom listened to. And, uh, you know, get besides that, besides that, um, you probably don't. Do you know anything by Sir Mix a Lot? Very little. You probably know their major hit, the biggest hit they have, "Baby Got Back." Yes, that's the only one I'm aware of. So, what brought this up with this? With this, pretty much me talking to Jason, say, "Hey, you want to come on and do a Sir Mix a Lot episode with me?" Was in the all things what we call the all things Star Wars. We have a, a private group called, called Cybar Cantina. This is pretty much where you can everything you know. If if you take offense to anything, then you might as well not join it. 
because you know it, it gets pretty rowdy in there which is pretty cool anyway somebody posted up something i don't remember what it was but it talked about like it, it sort of makes a lot of being a one-hit wonder and jason's like oh heck no you know they had this song that song i'm like iron man um all these different songs that they've done off their first album and i mentioned like buttermilk biscuits um and so they've done some of these other songs but it's like they're only known for baby got back so everybody just assumes they're a one, but they weren't. He, he wasn't a one-hit wonder. You know, I'm sorry. You know, I don't care what the you know, and that's the one thing, and that's the one thing I'm going to try to get away from with this, and that's why I want to do it the way I want to do it, do this episode, or show this podcast the way I was doing it is because I wanted to be able to um come across with these talk about each of the songs even if they weren't hits well yeah so that way they they know that there's other songs that the band that that the band did and not just the ones they're known for like the hits as you well now you know what now that, now that i got you on here well i just because we i did do one episode um in between all my little short episodes <laughs> last year i did of the hondells hmm. <laughs> Would you like my opinion on that? Yeah, please. I mean, I, I, I mean, if this was live on YouTube, they could see your. <laughs> if, if we'd be doing this like a live on YouTube thing, that you, they would have seen your reaction. But okay, I really, honestly, did not like the album. The only song I liked off of that was the little Honda song. The rest of them, it just sounded too much like a copycat from the Beach Boys, in my opinion. And there was no variety to it, nothing. <laughs> it was just straight. Excuse me. Um, and uh, the, only reason why, the only reason why I brought that is because I, I, mean, I, I think I did mention in that episode that you also kind of like, listen to it and you're like oh. you know after the first time you're like what the what was this you know and yeah i mean for one i the worst i think the worst thing for me was is i played that album up so much to you i played it up played it up played it up and making it sound like it was gonna be this great album because i listened to this back in the day and you gotta remember this is back in the 70s when I listened to it. and like the late you know late 70s and but I played this album up, played it up, played it up, played it up, and then, yeah. Then it got bad. <laughs> so, I mean, for you, it was kind of, I mean, you go back to, like, the all-thing Star Wars stuff, you know, I mean, for you, it was kind of like one of those things where it was like, oh, well, hey, you know, he's putting it up here, like, you know, you know like, everybody's putting all, like, The Last Jedi up on this pedestal, you know, and I'm going to sit here and say, Last Jedi is actually a pretty good movie. Sure, there are some mistakes and some stuff that was weird in it. Like, I'm just going to mention the Mary Poppins Leia. I can't handle that. I mean, sorry. I, I even went back and I saw um, a Star Trek episode. Uh-huh. I think it was a Star Trek episode. It might have been a freaking movie where somebody got sucked out into the freaking into space and they died. Yeah. In Star Trek. And it was like, well, wait a minute. <laughs> You know, come on now. Yeah. Not going to live from that. No, you're not. I don't care what kind of Jedi you are. No. 
I never did see. I didn't see Luke float floating through space. No, you didn't. I don't recall seeing any Jedi floating through space. I don't either. Anyways, enough of that. This isn't a movie podcast. <laughs> no, this is a music <laughs> podcast. Anyways, so all right, we'll we'll try each on board. We'll try it. I don't know, maybe we'll shoot for. I mean, do you want to try to get on board for next week, or do you want to hold out and like start first first one in in February? Let's go ahead and just start the first one in February. So I let's just let the listeners know that I won't be back until about the first episode in February. That way, we I have time to see if I could work everything with my schedule and time to listen to albums. Well, I mean, you about I, well. It's not that hard to listen to an album. Well, I know it's not because I just can put it in my ears and walk to work and walk home. So the fir- to first it. episode in February will be February 1st. February 1st, I'll be fine. Okay. All right, you're here first, February 1st. I'll have a co-host. <laughs> Crazy. Anyways, I think that's going to be pretty much it for the interview. <laughs> interview with you. I mean, it's just mainly a BS episode. A lot of stuff going on this week. Um, Pretty much waiting for we in where we got a, a new computer desk. Yes, we did. So we were able to move the computer and the podcast microphones and move the microphones and everything to a different part of our home, which now really is going to have an echo problem because now this roof's higher. Um, so definitely have to get some soundproofing to put on the roof. We will. But uh, I really just want to do a kind of a quick episode with you and just go over. It wasn't quick. That was over an hour. It's over an hour, <laughs> but it's all good. Um, but you know, I just wanted to go over a little bit with your your musical influences and stuff, um, bands and stuff you've listened you listened to as a as a kid, stuff you listened to you know, teenage years through, stuff you listened to early adulthood, all the way up to what you're listening to now, um, and then you know, get your opinion on when you did the podcast, what you felt. I mean, just so everybody knows, she was nervous as heck as doing it. She honestly swore up and down that everyone that was listening to the podcast would write me and say, no more. I will admit, yes, yeah, I, I felt got that way. Nothing from nobody said a word to me. Nobody sent me emails. No, I mean, I, even, I think you said it, you know. I think you said it. If you want this, to, if you want me to continue, email me. Or if you don't want it to continue, email me. I got nothing either way. Yeah, that's true. You did so, it. You know, the thing is, it's my podcast. <laughs> yes. And if I want to add somebody to it, I will. Um, I, oh, another, you know what? Another person I'd like to talk to one of these days, too, is your BFF. Yes. Once we figure out, once I get all this stuff down to record with. Yes. You know, we'll uh, get your BFF on here, too, and, and talk music with her. Yes, she would like that. Oh, I think, all right. Well, I know. I mean, she, she texted me a, couple, a week ago, or a week and a half ago, about besides Nickelback, who else? Who else is there to listen to? That's new or newer, yeah, and or something like that. But anyways, that's for another day, another dollar. Anyways, next week's gonna be great because next week's uh, two topics were actually chosen by my daughter. Nice. And there's a reason why, but you all will find that out next week. Except for her, she knows why. Cause she, and I know she's probably listening, so she's probably going, ah, I know why. But anyways, um, again, you know, it was a great 2018. Got a couple of grandchildren out of it. 
Oh, you got oh great, crazy, right? It what is a crazy friggin'. It was a crazy year. It was that, crazy end. It was a crazy end. Yeah, it you was know, a crazy end of the year. You know, taught you know about this time last year. I was talking about wanting to do a podcast. Yeah. And then things worked out, and ended up winning the computer. Yeah. With microphones and stuff, and thought, okay, well, I guess this is my reason to start a podcast. That's right. And so it was really funny because I started downloading all the stuff for on the laptop, the regular laptop, the piece, the Windows laptop. But then it was like, oh, well, look, now I got better. Better system, got a Mac, got something we can use for it, completely for it. And we got all the, you know, we at least got one microphone, which then we got the second microphone that you're using. Um, and, yeah. So it's been a crazy few months. I mean, some, like I said, it's been about a year since I first talked about it. Yes, it has. Um, but I think, I don't remember when the first episode dropped. But anyways, like March or something. I Maybe believe April. it was well, I believe it was around March or April. Uh, we'll find out when we hit episode 52. <laughs> yes, we will. <laughs> oh, I'll know more then. I, but, so yeah, I mean, this this is going to run a little bit into the bigger, longer bracket. But what the heck, we haven't, I haven't, haven't had a long episode since that, the Hondells. That's true. And pretty much after, before that, I haven't had a long episode since August. That. Yes, that. and the other thing is, is no more missing, no more. If I have to just come on here and you know do another fifteen minute episode, I'll do one just to get an episode in that week. But I am gonna get a lot better, you know. You know, as Yoda, as Yoda always said, <laughs> "Do or do not." There is no try. Yeah, it's either going to do it or I won't do it. You know, and. But I'm gonna get back to doing a weekly, weekly show. Plus, I'm actually putting myself under pressure now with two episodes a week. But that's gonna be easy because with it being EPs, you know, you're looking at five to six songs, so be real simple to do. But anyways, you got anything you want to add? Not at this time. It's for thank you for having me on. I hope this episode was a little bit more of an understanding of who was actually on that episode back last year. <laughs> and hopefully that it gave you a little more knowledge about groups and bands I grew up on and that I listen to now. Oh yeah. I mean, the good thing is, is, you know, I definitely, I think a podcast with one host, it, it, it's okay for like a true crime thing. But, you know, I think, honestly, this one definitely could use two hosts. I agree. You know, maybe. Maybe. You know, we'll maybe, maybe even, you know, or maybe even, you know, I'll, and every so often I'll have, you know, maybe besides those interviews, maybe I'll have, maybe like, instead of on this, you know, when I do the suffering one, maybe, you know, I'll have you on there for that one, for sure. But, you know, I'll try to have like the week, like that, the second episode of that week be the interview with Rich just before it. Yeah. Or, you know, that way you've already listened to it, so you'll get a chance to kind of, you know, you only have questions about that, and we can talk to him about Recreate. We can talk to him about, uh, I swear, his the band before, and he's going to let me know if I got this wrong, but I believe his band before The Suffering was uh, The Sky's Last Breath. I love that friggin' name. 
Um, and the cool thing, like with with him, it was really cool because we all worked at Burlington together. Yes, Orem, we did. <laughs> and the cool thing about that was, is uh, and I know I'm going on here for a bit, uh, but was he liked the old school uh, way they announced concerts, you know, like like just to use Poison as another example, Southern California, are you ready? For the glam, slam, kings of noise, poison, like that. They don't do that crap nowadays. No, they don't. They, they don't come out and, like, give you a great internet, you know, like, or even like Kiss, you know. You wanted the best, you got the best. The greatest rock band in the world, Kiss, you know, stuff yeah. like that. You know, they don't do that nowadays, which kind of sucks. But I, he, he wanted me, like, when... When if they made when they made it, with and this is actually this guy's last breath. And I think they might have been been the name they were working with on that. I'm not sure with when um he had he was running with that uh one leads that one singer Alex. Yeah. Um, but the cool thing about suffering is Rich actually sings on that one. Yes. And Rich is ten times better. In my, I'm joking. He's better than most of the guys out there in the world of hard rock today <laughs> that's just my opinion that's the great thing about the show it's my opinion that's right yeah that's exactly and right. i have a saying for that but i'm not gonna be completely jerky on this one because i try to keep this one family friendly but opinions are like buttholes and everyone has one that's true anyways again kim i want to thank you for coming on for this uh quick episode it was supposed to drop tonight or last night <laughs> yeah or midnight this morning but obviously we're going to drop it here as soon as i get get this uploaded and whatnot and get it all get all the openings and all that good stuff added in and the closing intro and outro music as what i'm looking for that is one that you want to bring up oh my gosh so i noticed going through because of that how, literally i recorded all those episodes in a row you remember, I mean, I was yes. up all night. Yes, you I were. You know, I, granddaughter was born on the 18th. I was up 24 hours from the 18th into the 19th before I left. I recorded two months, three months, two and a half months worth of, about two and a half months worth of podcasts in that time period. Well, there were times where I forgot intro music, outro music. Um, it was crazy. Going back, like, listening to them while I was gone, like, or as they come up, like, Oh my gosh. Wow, you can tell I was just trying to get through it as quick as possible. And I was leaving stuff muted. And yeah, it was bad. But anyways, hopefully we won't have none of that problem this year. Okay. But anyways, again, I want to thank you for coming on. And want to thank you. You know, I don't have a problem with you being a co-host. Matter of fact, I'll probably let you do all the plugs. But uh, I think... In closing, with everybody, I want to like thank everybody for downloading this episode. If you haven't subscribed, please do so. That way you won't miss any new episodes. Please rate and review. Five stars, please. Five stars. Used and Abused can be found on Twitter at UsedAbusedPod. Instagram at UsedAndAbusedPod. And then, and, by the way, that and is spelled out A-N-D. 
and and used and abused pod at gmail.com again and is spelled out a n d and on youtube used and abused pod if you just search that on youtube you should find it not much has been added to the page so i do apologize but when we start getting back in the albums if i can find stuff on there i'll i'll add it to my like section um but we may also start doing some live shows so you may want to go ahead and follow us on youtube uh click the little subscribe button on youtube um also hit the little bell so you get notified um and you may actually be seeing episodes that may not drop for a month that are being recorded live at that moment and if we start getting enough people to be on there live we'll even inter- interact with people while we're on the show um just back to the email real quick because i know you kind of you you also you put an and in there at one or an extra and but just back to the email is used and abused pod at gmail.com thank you you said and used and abused pod at gmail.com instead of sending the email <laughs> but it's all good i don't care it's all fun i just want to make sure everybody understand that understood that well i just said that really quick i gotta really slow down my talking I talk like 300 miles an hour. I apologize for that. I'll, I'll get better at it. I hope. <laughs> if not, I'll just blah, 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 be like freaking bitter or something. Anyways, uh, again, on YouTube, just search out Use and Abuse Pod. Subscribe. Click the little bell notification. Um, expecting to probably to start doing some live shows or live, maybe not live episodes, but we might even just, well, it will be an episode, but it may not be. Unlike, unlike all things Star Wars, where they do a live episode and then it's that next, that same week's episode, m- mine could be two to three weeks out before you hear it, before you actually get it on the audio version. So, may want to subscribe to YouTube because I'm, I'm thinking, I know, like when I probably, when I do a show with Mr. Roscom, I definitely, definitely want to, we'll probably do it live on YouTube. Okay. And just take the audio off of YouTube that way. Okay. But we'll see. Anyways, podcast. This podcast is available at iTunes, Apple Podcasts, Anchor, Google Play Music, Google Podcasts, Pocket Cast, Overcast, Breaker, Castbox, Radio Public, and Spotify. Also, if you just search "used and abused," a music podcast on the podcast app or podcast directory that you use, you should be able to find it. Please, again, please subscribe so you don't miss any new episodes. You can also rate and review Use and Abuse, a music podcast on the podcast directory that you use. That way it will help the show out. It will get people out to hear it. Also, let your friends know, family members know. Tell them, you know, they like music. They might like it. Who knows? If not, then, oh, well. We're, we're a nice, tight little knit family um there's a few i don't know i have no idea who's even listening to the show anymore but it don't matter um but until next episode have a great week and weekend be kind to everyone and keep the music playing